Victory 91.5. David Dunn, Open Arms. Good morning. It's Rise and Stein. Special day is Ray Haynes, our general manager, is in teaching on Passover. All of his teachings are available on the podcasts at Victory on Demand. Go to victoryondemand.net. This morning's teachings are already being posted at the Victory blog. There's a link to it at the Victory Facebook page and at the Rise and Stein Facebook page. So hopefully that answers everyone's question who has <laughs> written in, where can I hear this again? Well, you can hear it right here. <laughs> there you go. Part number four. Now, you probably, if you've listened through the years, you know, typically when we talk Passover, we take it from the perspective of the bride of Christ and how he rescued us and really focus a lot on the Seder itself. And we, I, I do have a lot that towards the end of all of this, we're going to talk about the Seder itself. But well, I feel like uh, on a yearly basis, we really miss out on, on a really significant part of Passover because if you just hyper-focus on the meal, you kind of miss um, everything that led up to that meal, the whole mm. part, the whole story of what God did. And, you know, it's, I don't know, it's like eating a meal with a stranger. It's, it's just a little mm. different. So I want to help you get a little more familiar with what went into the making of this meal. As we said, when we first started before God put on flesh, he put on wool. And that's important. He became the lamb that was slain at Passover mm. so that he could become the lamb that was slain on the cross, Jesus Christ, for our sins and for the sins of the world. So when we look at Passover, there's a lot going on. It's in Egypt, this mm -hmm. first one. But what's going on is God's trying to win the hearts of his people. And he's, he's really trying to win the hearts of the Egyptians, too. Right. So he's dealing with their top ten idols, basically, or their false gods, if you will. He was saying, right now, your hope is in this thing and that thing, but that's this false God of yours. But your prayers will only be answered by the living God. And he goes over and over and over on that one. This year, the Hebrew year 5777, it's 777. The sword is in the hand of God. That's what that means. And this Passover is all about how God fights for you. Mm -hmm. And you really need to come to terms with that because a lot of times we get angry at God and we accuse him. We just feel like he's just leaving us hanging. And he's not. There's just so much more to the battle that you're not seeing. Uh, Deuteronomy 24, 20. Chapter 20, verse 4. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. That's a promise. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 1. When you go out to battle against your enemies and see horses and chariots and people more numerous than you, do not be afraid of them. For the Lord your God who brought you up from the land of Egypt is with you. Hmm. You see, if you don't ever look back at this, this is, it's like he's a different God. Hmm. This is Jesus. This is the commander of the armies of the Lord. This is him fighting these battles for you. Exodus 15:3. the Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. That's a specific name of Jesus there. Isaiah 42, 13, the Lord will go forth like a warrior. He will arouse his zeal like a man of war. Wow. Mm. I, even like, I just love that phrase. Mm -hmm. He's a man of war. Um, he will utter a shout. Yes, he will raise a war cry. He will prevail against his enemies. There's no doubt of the ending. I love that, too, because mm. no there, doubt. <laughs> there, there are some we know how the story ends. Thank you, Paul Harvey. <laughs> we, there are some battles you don't want to wonder. you got to know mm -hmm. he's right. going to prevail. Deuteronomy 33, 27. The eternal God is a dwelling place. 
and underneath are the everlasting arms. And he drove out the enemy from before you and said, destroy. Mm. See, can you grasp this is Jesus? Because mm. it's important. Because here we are at this day, we're looking back at the crucifixion. And Good Friday is coming up on the other calendar, and you're looking at the crucifixion. But do you see Jesus on the cross saying, not just that it's finished, but destroy. He's mm. there destroying your enemies. I mean, Wow. I just can't get over the, the, the picture of who he is and what he did for us. Passover is about rediscovering the God of war who fights for your life and eternity. The Bible says Moses and Aaron did just as the Lord commanded them. Moses was 80 years old, Aaron 83 when they spoke to Pharaoh. So if you think that somewhere in your age, you're just a little too old or something's all done, <laughs> this is your story right mm -hmm. here. 80 and 83, these two old guys walk into the greatest power on the earth and destroy the place. <laughs> <laughs> it was me, it was Abraham. Me and my buddy Abe. <laughs> I mean, what a different storyline when you think about yeah. it. So. Think about this. And Moses, he's not this. I'm just, he is much more like that. He's not the guy. I got it all under control. He's scared to even open his mouth. And Aaron starts. He does the talking for Moses. But spiritually speaking, they're walking into the palace filled with all these idols. And they're knocking over one statue at a time and walking out. Mm. Mm. I mean, wow. The first plague of blood lasts seven days. The ninth plague of darkness, three days. They wow. visit... They knock over a false god, leave the Pharaoh and the people to suffer. Three days of darkness. darkness. Mm. Think about that. Foreshadowing. Eesh. Exodus 11, Moses himself was highly regarded in Egypt by Pharaoh's, of Pharaoh's officials and by the people. So here's this guy. He's not walking in as an enemy. All the people hold him in great esteem. Moses and Aaron are sent as messengers of the Lord to Pharaoh to instruct them to let the children of Israel go so they may serve the Lord. And Pharaoh responds, who is the Lord? See, he should not have asked that question mm. because God was, <laughs> God was going, I want to introduce myself. <laughs> who is the Lord that I should obey his voice and let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. And his answer was uh, soon to come, who is the Lord? The plagues were going to reveal something to everyone. The power of God to Moses, the deliverer to the children of Israel, the real God to the Egyptians, and Pharaoh. They are still remembered by the whole world thousands of years later. We're all still talking about this event, and that's why you need to go back and remember it each year. God was there to execute judgment against the false gods. You know, the Egyptians had over 80 gods, including Pharaoh they considered was a god. Only 10 plagues were used because 10 means complete. So they were completely plagued, if you will. <laughs> he withheld nothing from them. I'm going to come, I'm going to destroy. Now, their many deities were believed to be present in and in control of the forces of nature. They had rituals, you know, as you would expect, such as prayers and offerings and magic. They were all efforts to provide for the gods and to gain their favor. But the living God was there to teach the Israelites and the Egyptians that he alone was God. Mm -hmm. So he struck at their economy and their confidence in their gods. And I just want to highlight that for a minute because whatever you're going to go through this year or in the past or in the future, sometimes God comes into your life to strike at your economy mm -hmm. because you've got a false God. And he's there to say, you know what? I'm not here to destroy or to harm you, but you are bowing down at the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. 
every plague was directed at one or more of these false gods. The plagues were definitely not random to the Egyptians or to the Israelites. And um, I want you to move now from Egypt to your heart. What is God saying? What are you clinging to? What defines you? Because, you know, when you look back at the Egyptians, these things define them. Many Egyptians were also delivered in the Exodus. They, they went with the Jews. The Egyptians who followed became followers of God, and they were redefined, if you will. What you choose to follow, you're going to lose because God is revealing it is impotent. It is powerless. It has an inability to save. Temptation that is irresistible reveals a hardened heart. I want you to think about that. If you have a temptation that is irresistible, there is a hard heart there. He's revealing our weaknesses and our destiny. And he's separating us from our sins and our masters. And that's a pretty big one. Mm -hmm. We're going to look next when we come back at um, the plagues and the gods of Egypt. It's 1446, 1447 B.C. And there are quite a few gods, false gods. And he's going to show you why he did what he did. And it might help you understand why he's doing what he's doing in your life right now to set you free. Where are you going to get this? Mm -mm. This is Ray Haynes teaching on Passover. I mean, you can actually get well, it. I was going to say, you yeah. can get it. You, you, you can, you you can, can get, get it. This. I know that answer. You can get it on the podcast at victorundemand.net. Uh, you can also go to the Risenstein Facebook page or the, or the Victory Facebook page. But the broader question is, where are you going to mm -hmm. get this? So as we go into next week, which will be Victory Partner Days, think about how you can partner with this radio ministry financially. Think about, as our pastor talks about, where are you on that generosity journey? Where, where can you step into to make sure that not only this generation, but the next generation hears about Jesus in a way where Jesus is alive in their life and active as the center of everything they do. Victory Partner Day is coming up next week. You may have already gotten your newsletter. There's an envelope. You can go old school and write a check, or you can go online at victory915.com.